Welcome to this week's episode of Time Added On. We are delighted to be back after the international break and the Steve Cooper effect is well and truly alive and kicking. Three wins on the bounce, no defeats in four and the club has a completely different feel to it right now. It's a, it's a, it's a feeling we can get used to, Tom, isn't it? Yeah, we're not used to it, are we, these days? Not used to it, but yeah, no, nice to be back after the international break. And Obviously, things were going so well beforehand, um, so it was good to kind of carry on as we left it before, because I know that was the concern for, for everyone in terms of maybe the international break coming at a bad time or not. So, yeah, good to, to keep the uh, good times coming. Well, we're back into it, mate. There's no time to, to, to dwell on the lack of football, because football is coming Thick and fast now, obviously, up until the next international break, mid-November. We've obviously got six games, one of which was yesterday, in that run. And we're going to look back, obviously, at the Blackpool win yesterday. First game back after the international break, as we say. Really important to to, to keep the momentum going. And obviously, Forrest did that and did that in some style as well. Um, and then, obviously, we'll look ahead to what is going to be a, a tricky week. Bristol City away. On Tuesday, really mixed, mick bag Bristol City, and we'll come on to look at those. And then, really, a mouth-watering uh, fixture ahead next Sunday. Hate Sunday games. Hate Sunday games. So they're not good, are they, Sunday games? Not good for working around the Monday. But Fulham at home, uh, Fulham at home next Sunday is going to be an absolute cracker, isn't it, Tom? And we'll, we'll come on and look at that. Um, but I'm sure, obviously, you know, that's going to be a bit of a, a barometer in terms of how far... Forest under Steve Cooper have come, but let's let's get straight into it. Blackpool yesterday at the City Ground. Steve Cooper, as we just said, is off to an absolutely flying start. You fear the break was probably coming at the wrong time for Forest. That was the something that we covered in our last pod, isn't it? In terms of you know, Forest had just got a bit of momentum going, got those two away wins prior to the international break, and I'm sure Forest and and Steve Cooper would have would have wanted to go again, but. It's a mixed one, isn't it, with with, uh, with Steve Cooper only just coming into the job and then obviously having games, you know, fluids, he's, he's not been able to spend much time on the training ground and the time that he was spending on the training ground would have been just prepping for matches. Look at it either way, Tom, couldn't you? The, 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 actually, the two-week break for him might have been a good opportunity to just work on a few things with the players. Yeah, I think we said, didn't we, before uh, the international break, that obviously there were concerns about, oh, has it come at a bad time for Forrest, given the fact that, you know, Steve Cooper had um, got, got Forrest winning games and the momentum was on Forrest's side. But at the end of the day, it was two weeks probably that was invaluable to him uh, to try and, you know, maybe put it a further further um, foot forward in terms of his own ideas with this squad and, and a squad that obviously he probably would have liked to have had a bit more time with. So, and he even said himself, he's not used to, you know, he was at Swansea before and he had a pre-season with Swansea. He's never been in a situation where he's come and joined the club midway through a season. So for him, it was probably nice to actually get down back on the training field and, and the players seem to be enjoying the the, the training sessions with mm. him and, and his new staff. So, um, you know, I think it would be good. And I think, you know, the the next run of games, really, I think he, he will probably see this as a barometer in terms of where this team are at currently because there's, it's an interesting run of games. So the two weeks would have probably been a really good period of time for him to kind of look ahead to those games and try and, Take this, take this up a gear. They definitely would have had a smile on their faces. I think that's what those two results would have done prior to the international break, and it just meant that the feel-good factor, you know, in that two weeks, 
it's basically a two-week training camp as we just talked there in terms of the way that Steve Cooper would have approached that um they would have it would have been a good atmosphere and then obviously that's then built up now into this run of games and, and what we saw yesterday at, at Blackpool we said we've touched we've already said it we've only we've only been we're only a few minutes into this episode but it's all about momentum now is it if Forest can get on a run and keep building that momentum then you know it's, it's an exciting time and, and and it's exciting to see where this team could potentially go this season we don't want to get ahead of ourselves obviously we're only you know a, a number of games now into Steve Cooper's reign but it was more this this weekend it was more wasn't it about you know if Forest needed to win at home quite frankly as well you know we, we've seen five five games at home so far this season and you know Steve Cooper's first game against uh, Millwall a couple of weeks ago is a very different affair there was stuff there that we said after the Millwall game that you could see what he was trying to do and there was stuff to get excited about I think the first four prior to that were, were anything but exciting and um, it was just all a little bit stale and a little bit flat and if if Forrest had progressed if Forrest are to progress and this season and develop and and you know do something if you like and, and finish as high at the table as they possibly can. They're going to need the city ground, aren't they? Because when the city ground's rocking and it's bouncing, it's an intimidating place for, for other teams to come. And I think down the years, Forest players have potentially been intimidated by the city ground. The, Steve Cooper, you don't get the impression that Steve Cooper is going to, going to allow that with this uh, with this squad of players. He's really excited and. You know, he talked in his, his post-match interview in yesterday about how they really want to utilise it. And if if Forest can get the city ground going, you know, they need they need it to, and they need to be able to pick up wins consistently, don't they? At, at home, yeah, the momentum's not just on the on the pitch and uh, on the playing side. The momentum's with with the fans as well, and the the atmosphere and the feel good factor around the club at the minute's in a really good place. So. I think, you know, improving that home form and getting, you know, the city ground back to being a really tough place for other teams to visit is, is going to be so important if, if you know, Forrest, you know, just they're heading to the future as well. You know, home form is really where where you need to be ensuring that, you, you know, going into those home games, you pretty much are definitely going to pick up three points and the away games, you're picking up points as, as and when they come. So, um, yeah, we, you know, it's not just the, the playing staff who, who who we need to ensure. Obviously, the home home form improves, but the fact that Cooper's coming in has already got that relationship with the fans, which is something I think we said was so important after Chris Hewton, who probably didn't really have the opportunities such and didn't really have that rapport with the fans, even when fans did come back in. You know, Steve Cooper's picked that up straight away, and it's uh, it's definitely working for him so far. No, oh, it's been great. I mean, it's great to see that the fans are buying into Steve Cooper. Definitely, you know, the, the the home games, as we just said, the home game so far this season, there's not been too much to shout about, right? But the fact that yesterday, twenty eight thousand in there, biggest home crowd of the season, and um, that just goes to show that you know, a couple of wins on the road, and and the belief is there, the belief and the supporters are there, that they, you know. I suppose we, we like what we're seeing on the pitch, first and foremost, but we like what we're hearing. And obviously, Steve Cooper spent a lot of time in that international window. He did a session with the fans anywhere. He, he just went in there to listen and understand and, and try and embrace the football club. And and everything that Steve Cooper said, and we, and we know it's not all about what managers say, it's about results and it's about what you see on the pitch, the performances. But so far, you, you can't really fault the man, can you? He, he's been absolutely outstanding. And, really a, a, a breath of fresh air in terms of what we've 
you know, we, we, we know a thing or two about managers coming into Forest, and there's usually the, the, the cliches that, that get rolled out time and time again. But he's been very honest, hasn't he? And, and, and some of the stuff, you know, he came out with when he was doing his, the open forum with the fans um, last week was, was exceptional. And, and you do genuinely feel like for him, he feels like it's an absolute privilege to be at this football club. And it, I think he's just, he's enjoying every moment of it, right? You can see it yesterday. Again, he talks about his first game against Millwall where, you know, we, we said, didn't we, we, we watched him when Mullican Ty was being belted out and you can see he was soaking up exactly the same yesterday. He just turned to, to the lower Bridgeford and then back to the Trenton and he was just taking everything in and you just think he's got the biggest smile on his face. You know, I think he just, you know, he, he feels like this is a, unbelievable job for him and a, and a privilege and it's, it's fantastic isn't it it's what you want as a supporter really you know a manager to connect with the fan base um to really try and understand what 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 the football club means and uh yeah he, he's just his approach has been has been uh a nine and a half out of ten so far yeah being a manager and ten out of ten yeah being a manager and being a leader you know like it's important that everyone's behind you and you know having that relationship definitely helps with that so you know i think you spoke about it there but obviously he does treat it as if it's more of a privilege whereas you know previous managers might have seen this job as a slight burden or or you know doing doing the club a favor um it doesn't doesn't feel that way and yeah there there's little things like fan fan um catch ups and and you know even just the little things like a, a fist fist pump uh, at the end of matches, you know, it gets gets everyone on side. And, you know, it, we, there's been managers at Forest before who have had that kind of relationship. And although it might seem like a little bit of cheerleading, um, sometimes that's important. You know, Forest fans can be uh, a difficult fan base, like every fan base. But actually, when they're on good form um, and they have that kind of someone or individuals to, to get behind, then they can be very bloody good on their day. So... Yeah, Steve Cooper's playing all the right tunes at the moment and, and saying all the right things. Hopefully that continues. And obviously it's easy right now because the results are, are good. Hopefully that continues even when things do get maybe slightly more difficult, which which they will do at some point. Oh, they're going to get difficult. Like, Forrest will lose games, right? Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Forrest have not turned into, you know, they're not going to run, run away with it now and be unbeaten for the rest of the season. Forest will lose games. They'll lose games at home as well, right, this season. But it's really now, it's about gaining that trust between supporters, players and manager. And, you know, when the when the, when the the players are good, obviously, it's easy for us as supporters to, to, to praise them and get behind them. They're going to need us at times this season as well, you know, home and away, where things aren't going right for them and they're up against it. And, you know, and they're going to need us to back them. And, they, and, and Forest fans did that yesterday, you know, towards the end of the match when, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to it, but Forest would have wanted to put Blackpool away and, and they didn't. And, you, you know, Forest were, they weren't defending for their lives. Blackpool were, were kind of toothless in that last kind of 15, 20 minutes. But, you know, they still needed the, the fans to kind of get behind them and, and become that 12th man. And Forest fans did that yesterday. I thought they were, they were brilliant and it would have been easy sometimes for, Forest fans to, to go and just, you know, get on players' backs for not going and getting off. But you can see that the way that Forest approach games now, there is a genuine belief that Forest wants to go out there and win games. And and you can't do that necessarily for 90 minutes. The, the, your opposition is going to have spells in the game. And I thought the Forest fans were brilliant yesterday in terms of how they reacted when Blackpool had those spells or 
when Forest had to be professional and see the game out, the supporters were with them and understood what was happening. And um, I thought the atmosphere just in, in general yesterday was 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 brilliant. Um, it, it, the whole feel of it now just has a completely different. There's a different vibe to to the city ground and and to to watching Forest. It was it was it was brilliant. And I have to say, Blackpool yesterday, the Blackpool fans travelled well. They definitely um, they definitely played their their part. Just the all round atmosphere was brilliant both pre-match during the match and obviously at full time it was uh it was it was unbelievable the celebrations for both goals when they went in um i think the second one was obviously just a little bit of relief for the fact that forest had managed to get a goal another goal after obviously conceding the equalizer it was just they were they were both brilliant and um yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed that second goal celebration uh like, it's been a long time since obviously we've celebrated a goal like that, and I know it's only a two-one against Blackpool, but we've not seen Forest win have we at home for for so long now since that Leeds game that we always harp back on, and it was uh, it was it was truly brilliant. The, the cheer at the end, Tom, as you were saying there, the Steve Cooper reaction, the the, the trademark fist pump. Now um, the whole ground stayed on. And one thing I would say about Forest fans yesterday as well, we all you know the, the sections of the Forest crowd that always kind of slope off five minutes for the end to try and beat the traffic. I'd say quite a large section of the crowd yesterday stayed on to 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 applaud that team off. And, and actually I was, you know, I didn't leave my seat until um the full time whistle in the in the trend end and I'd actually made it down all the way to the bottom of the concourse before, you know, the players and the manager had done kind of their business. And I actually stopped and, and stayed stayed in the stands and just waited for the players to come back round and for Steve Cooper to come back round. And there were so many people doing that. And that's a great sign, isn't it, Tom? That you know you've seen the team there that have just worked their socks off, and it was great that the supporters were appreciating them. Yeah, yeah, and you know you can see that in the attendances. You can see that in you know people might say you know it's good PR by the club recently. You know they've jumped on on what has been good results, but but you know that that has been fed into you know by the club. Um, and and the fans are seeing that, and the fans are seeing the results on the pitch, but also the performances. And you know, again, it goes back to Steve Cooper having that relationship with the fans as well. There's that feel good factor around the club at this moment in time, and and you know, the fans, rightly so. You know, when when times are bad, uh, Forest have had plenty of them over the years. But but when you know things are going well. You know why not enjoy it and, and and the fans you can see that in in the reactions for the goals but like like we said there right at the end of the match as well and Mulliken tied before the game um so yeah no it's brilliant it's it's a really good feeling around the club at this moment in time hopefully that can continue before we get on to the game itself just a little shout out as well it's nice to see Jordan Gabriel get a good reception at the end obviously he um mixed game for Jordan Gabriel I thought he was he was a bit iffy first half second half thought he was unbelievable just came out and looked a different player Second half, but for him, obviously, to his 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 lap of the of, of the ground, and obviously uh, giving some appreciation back to the Forest fans at full time. It was great for Forest fans again to to give him a good send off, and the and the Forest players were were obviously hugging and uh, and high fiving him. But the Trent end, particularly, obviously, the Trent end that we sit in, um, they were giving Jordan Gabriel a good send off. So again, nice to see, obviously, an academy product come back, um, and he certainly gave a, a a really good account of himself second half. Um, let's talk about the game itself. You know, we've talked about we've bigged up the atmosphere. We've, we've talked about how enjoyable it was. The game itself as a contest was actually pretty good. It wasn't. It, I don't think it'll go down as a complete classic in terms of uh, of obviously a, a, a goal 
fest, if you like, obviously, only the three goals in it. But it was an intriguing match, and obviously both sides had spells where, you know, they looked dangerous, and, and Blackpool didn't pepper Forest, but you could, you know, you, you just felt on edge at times with, with Blackpool, and you knew that, obviously, you know, if, if Forest couldn't put them away, that, that potentially there's always a chance for any side in the Championship, but but Blackpool as well, you know, you, you thought they might get, get something out of it, but you know, it was Forest deserved the three points. The start of the end, there was, there was obviously a lot, lots of huffing and puffing, nothing really too too enthralling in the first twenty minutes. But the Forest goal, the first goal, I mean, absolutely outstanding. And is that really, you know, is that where Forest are now? Is that is that symptomatic of, of where we are in terms of how we're looking to play? Three passes, Figueroa to to Worrell, lovely diagonal, Dawson S diagonal out to low. Lovely. I mean, the ball from low. I mean, first of all, great touch to take the ball down um, from Warrell, put it into his path, and the ball across to Johnson, the run by Johnson, and he finishes it. It's just instinctive, you know, and it was nice to see that actually, you know, Cooper said he wants Forrest to get the ball down and play in the right way, but they're not afraid to mix it. And it wasn't a hit and hope. It wasn't a long ball and then a knock on. It was a, it was an absolutely glorious pass from, from Warrell. Um, but again, just really good to see that Forest now they're, they're building up that understanding, aren't they? That's 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 really quick and incisive from Forest, and that's that's not something you've been able to say. Even when Forest were good on the break under the Mucci, it was uh, you know it was a different style of goal that Forest were creating. I thought that first goal yesterday was uh, was superb in so many ways. Yeah, I think um, you know the it seemed like something that they worked on before, on maybe over the international break. It seemed very much like it was routine and and kind of practiced for them. Um, lovely ball, like you say, lovely diag um, out to Low and Low, who I think's you know. Spence has been fantastic, but Lowe, I think, you know, has to take a lot of credit. I think he's been fantastic in terms of the threat that he causes out wide and it's a lovely ball in and a brilliant finish. And I think, you know, that is the thing, the, the approach with Forrest, it doesn't matter who they play, they do go for it. And, you know, they were playing a tough, tough team in Blackpool who, you know, have a pretty young, progressive manager themselves and Neil Critchley, who was also a Liverpool coach, just like Steve Cooper. Um, and, you know, they play some good stuff. They've only lost one game before yesterday away from home all season. So it was always going to be a difficult game. And it was goals like that, really, which I think summed up Forest in terms of their approach to the game, as well as Blackpool's approach to the game. Um, I think, you know, that summed up what was probably, A, actually the international break being a really good thing for them because they were able to work on things like that and get whatever routines in that they that they wanted to and needed to. Um, but also, you know, it just summed up the fact that I think they're working very cohesively as a unit and everyone knows where every other member of the of the uh, team are on that pitch at any moment. So I think, yeah, yeah a lovely, well-worked goal. We've seen it in the three games now, haven't we? I mean, you know, the the, the three wins in, in terms of Barnsley, Birmingham and Blackpool yesterday, the three Bs. Um, but we have seen it where, you know, Forrest and that they're starting to look, you know, there is that understanding. They, they, you know, they're, they're, it's quite instinctive now the way they play. There was certainly passages yesterday during the game and even the build-up for the, for the second goal that we'll talk about in a minute, you know. There was just a, an understanding in terms of the passing was crisp, it was sharp. There was a pass and move. They understood where the little flicks were. They seem to just, they seem to just have, you know, it, it, there's a lot more movement. The pace off the ball, the pace of the pass. Um, it's looking to play forward. 
Um, it's not all you know. Some you know you can't go forward all the times. You know that times they they were happy yesterday to turn the ball over, keep it, pass it along the back. But they but they you know as soon as they can get it forward, they will. And I think that's the excitement, right? We, you know we talked about it in terms of the style when when Cooper first got the job, and you know we were I don't think anyone was expecting Forrest to to turn into Brazil, and nor would would you know and. You just wouldn't have expected them to, and that's what the you know, that wasn't the expectation, that wasn't the hope. It was just more that we, you know, we wanted a coach that could get Forest to play on the front foot and hurt teams, and really, you know, get Forest to impose themselves. And he's done that, right? Even in just a short space of time, um, even if you include the Millwall game, you know, there were times there where Forest were, were really trying to get the front foot, and you could just see they they want to win games, and um, and and, and again, you know, the building blocks are there, and there's definitely a start. Um, Blackpool will argue they should have had a penalty before <laughs> half time. Um, a little bit of a, 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 a goal mouth scramble potentially looked like it come off Graben's arm. Um, I mean, it was hard, hard to see the trainer. I've watched the replay back a few times. I still can't work it out, but they were convinced. Keo, I mean, Keo would have been shouting for him. He was getting dogs abuse yesterday. As he was uh, on the way to the ground. I completely forgot that uh, Keo had been playing that little buzz of excitement. Actually, when we realised that he was on the start in. Uh, he was in their starting eleven. Was uh, was was a joy to behold, and uh, it's fair to say he got the reception he was probably anticipating. Um, but he was convinced as a penalty. He was up in arms. He looked looking as startled as ever. Um, but it was a wake up call that Tom wasn't it just before half time, just to know that you know Forrest needed that second goal, and that you know whenever you want to only one goal, in, it's always always a threat, isn't it? That you can just you can give it away at any time, and that was just the timing of that. Um, might have just jolted them as they went into the half-time break. Yeah, important, important that 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 you know didn't didn't get given. But I think you know Blackpool were kind of uh, seemingly in the game, you know, quite a bit, um, and and gave those warnings. But I think when you play the way that Forest are at this moment in time, you know, we touched on it earlier in terms of there's always going to be moments in games in this league. Anyone can beat anyone and. You know the the level of quality isn't too different, apart from maybe if you want it, unless you're one of the teams that that have just got relegated from the Premiership. Um, you know the the difference in quality is is not massive, so the games will always be close. So there'll always be moments for for the opposition, and sometimes it is a bit of luck, or sometimes it's not. But those close calls, you know, if they can go your way, can be the difference in. Winning, drawing, losing. So, yeah, Blackpool were giving warnings. They were they were having the odd opportunity here and there. Um, but Forrest went in with that all important lead at, at half time, and it gave him something to build on within the second half. Yeah, and they came out. It, it did almost, you know, the way they started that second half. Too, you know, you can imagine that. You know, Steve Cooper said actually, and he's, he's like, Steve Cooper said in his post match interview that you know they talked at half time, say it was a, it was a good good first half, but we could do better. Let's go for more and. They came out in the first five, ten minutes of that second half, grabbing another chance, Johnson had a chance. Just thought it was a matter of time, really, before Forrest went and got that second. And then the sucker punch. Um, Spence has been brilliant all season. Just just a mix-up between keeper and and uh, and fallback in reality. Um, it, it was, you know, just just one of those that, I mean, they played it over again and, and you know, it, Samba would clear that out or, or, and Spence would would leave it but as it happens both got each other's way um headed it up ball breaks yates good finish just a real sucker punch one one as i say they'd had you know 
openings where you thought, you know, the wake-up call prior to, to half-time, etc. But Forrest were, were, were in control of the game, as I say, and looking for the second goal. And, and that one would have been a real blow to them. And it was one of those where you just think we've, you know, still quite a lot, well, there's you know, a, a, a long way to go in that second half. But you've seen Forest teams before give goals away like that and go under the confidence uh, the confidence goes and, and then sometimes you just think, oh, it's a matter of time before the, the opposition actually get the second goal. There was no sign of that yesterday, literally from picking the ball out the back of the net. It was very business-like from Forrest. It was like, all right, fair enough. We'll, we go again. We'll go. We'll go. And so it's nothing really changed as well. They would have wanted that second goal anyway. Um, and it was just business as usual straight after, um, you know, Forrest picked themselves up and, and went for it and and ultimately got the, the second goal. But it was good to see, Tom, in, in terms of the way that, you know, Forrest heads didn't drop. Yeah, it was a frustrating goal to give away, weren't it? And obviously we know the threat that Jerry Yates has got. Forrest were linked with him over the summer. Um, and a frustrating goal to give away because, you know, unless unless you're giving away goals of real quality, um, you know, it is kind of shooting yourself in the foot. But you are right, you know, Forrest didn't go under. And I think also the, the most important thing is it goes again back to probably the approach that we're seeing from Forrest now. You know, I've seen Forrest concede goals and you just think, well, they're not going to score another. So that's kind of either it's going to be a draw or, or a defeat here. Um, but that's you just never think that's the case now because you know that regardless of what the score is and, and who we're playing or wherever wherever the game is, Forest will try and take the game to teams. There will be obviously moments where they might need to just calm the game down a little bit. That's just sensible management of a game. But you know that they will go for it. And and at home, rightly so, Forest did want to go for it and, and their heads didn't drop and they got the rewards for that. Mm. The style of the style of the mentality bit is really important, is it? Because it was mm. the first game yesterday where, you know, you don't mind I've seen it on Twitter as well, that you don't like Forest aren't going to win every game and you, you almost don't mind that as long as you've got a team that is going for it and going for the win and wants to win and, and entertains in reality. And yesterday, it was that, right? You could see that Forest were, were, were going for it and going for goals. And, you know, there was mo- loads of chances where you were up out of your seat and 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 that's all you want as a paying spectator and as a fan. You, you want to be up out of your seat. You want to be excited. And that had it yesterday where, you know, Forest created so many chances that, you know, We'll talk about a second, but they, they should have gone on and got a third, fourth goal. Um, they had so many different openings and so many chances to do that. But it was great. It was just great to be off, off actually out of your seat and and, uh, and and just be excited. And, and and that's exactly all you can ask for. But the second goal did come. Um, they were only we were only level for for, for eight minutes. Again, no slick move. Graben was key. I mean, Graben got the goal, but he was key in the build up as well. Um, I mean, he just he, he just covered so much ground yesterday. He was unbelievable. Obviously, a man of the match, and there was a few contenders um, for that. But you couldn't really argue with with Lewis Graben for for that accolade. He was absolutely outstanding. But goes deep, fetches the ball, lays it off again. One touch pass out to Low, and yes, obviously lucky with the with the rebound ricochet, whatever you want to call it. War with the first effort, but Graben there, poacher Graben, um, gets the goal. And he, he deserved it yesterday. He, he deserved it for all the work that he put in. Um, five goals for the season for, for Lewis Graben now. Um, I mean, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Again, someone who just looks completely reborn under Steve Cooper. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously he came in for a lot of criticism and probably a lot of doubts in terms of his age and, you know, the season that, that he had, like, 
pretty much every other member of the squad last season. And he's, you know, proving people wrong, including myself, in terms of the fact that obviously he still does have a pivotal part to play within this team and to be able to score goals that Forrest need. Um, I think, again, with, with this one, the importance, again, the threat from the left-hand side in, in low, um, you know, causing uh, problems down that left. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, I mean, Worrell's in the last few games actually has found himself in in, in threatening, threatening positions in the box, not even, you know, just from a corner. Sometimes it's just natural play. He starts the move, he ends up in the box and almost probably, you know, it'll be gutted that it wasn't him that, that scored it. He seems like one of those people that probably doesn't care that much as long as Forrest did put it no, in the back of the net. If you don't watch, watch the goal celebration back for that second goal, <laughs> Worrell goes absolutely potty. He goes running off in the opposite direction at one point. Just brilliant. I was worried he was going to pick grab it. He was. I was worried he was going to pick grabbing up again like at Barnsley away. <laughs> it was super. But yeah, he does. I mean, that's, that is again another good point though that 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 uh, Cooper talks about. I think it was after Birmingham where he was talking about how we're playing with three centre halves. You need one of them to go, and you know you need them to attack a little bit. You know, you don't just want to be attacking with with seven players here and having just three sat at the back. And you've definitely seen that with Forrest in terms of uh, McKenna getting in, in amongst it, but Worrell certainly getting in amongst it at the top end of the pitch as well. It was good to see, but yeah, Grabbins, Grabbins with the goal and, and, and uh, oh, he deserved it. But the Blackpool argue after that, they should have had a, there was another penalty shout. And I haven't seen this one back because none of the highlights I've seen have, have, uh, have, have covered it, but, it definitely appeared. I was I was right at the other end of the pitch, um, but it definitely appeared to be a bit of a, a more robust shout than the first one. Um, and a surprise if you know you see a heavy challenge in the box, you, you, you might see those given in the championship. So Forest might have got away with with one there, but the, after that, I mean, that was really the only one shout that that, that Blackpool had. Forest were really it was all about Forest and they could and, and kill the game off. Grabbing had obviously a chance that got blocked. Lowe had a chance right towards the end of the game. How he's not put that one away. And again, he would have deserved that goal. Um, and you, you, the only slight ink in the back of your mind there when you went into the, the uh, four minutes to stop his time was that Forrest had had enough chances to put him away. That he's just one of those ball drops, ball pumped into the box, drops in the wrong moment. You just hoped at that point that, that Blackpool weren't going to get the equaliser. But Thank God they didn't. Forest were definitely good value for the win. Saw the game out professionally. Just an all-round good performance on to, to top off what was a, a cracking afternoon. Yeah, and I think a uh, fierce determination to to ensure that they did win. You know, like we, we've already mentioned, get the, you know Blackpool scoring the equaliser and Forest pretty much going all guns blazing. I think we saw it for most of that second half, didn't we? And, and that fierce determination coming out and. And again, like I said earlier, it wasn't an easy one. You know, we can give all the cliches in the world. No, no game's easy in the championship. There are, you know, being honest, there are some games that are easier than others. But this wasn't one of the easiest. You know, Blackpool didn't have a bad away record going into that game. Um, and, and Forrest stuck it out and, and battled and, and did in the end get the important three points and the first first home win of the season. And like we said, hopefully that's now something that they can look to build on because as they come into a difficult run of games, um, some of them at home, some of them away, they're away 
records already now pretty decent given their recent run of form um you know hopefully that's also something they can build on at home as well in in games that will probably be a good barometer as to where they are in terms of actual quality and aspirations for the rest of the season yeah blackpool i think it's worth giving blackpool a shout as i said they didn't they didn't pepo samba's not had to make you know a mountain of saves but they were a good side, Blackpool, and, and you can see why they've picked up points on the road. You can see why they're dangerous at home. Blackpool look like they'll be okay. I, I, I can't see Blackpool, and his famous last words, obviously, um, we're only mid-October, but Blackpool look like a side who, who are going to be mid-table and, and, and we'll, we'll get some good results along the way, but obviously we'll go through patches where they, they will struggle, as most teams do in this league. Um but they, they were they yeah they were a good side they were a good side they they, they look like they've adjusted well and uh, they definitely had some bright bright sparks in there um, and they were just enthusiastic you can just you know the, the whole the whole of that team were they, they were enthusiastic and yeah good 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 side they'll be all right but yeah just general all just all round good performance um, from Forest obviously we talked about Graven being man of the match not absolutely fair I mean Lowe was outstanding you know he just absolutely brilliant you know had an important role to play in both goals should have scored himself but let's not dwell on that um i mean he's been a revelation tom in terms of came in came in when we obviously we, we needed a, a left back or a left wing back as he's now obviously now he's playing um i think he's probably playing better than any of us would have anticipated to be fair to him and and maybe that you know i'm sure he would have backed his own ability but to be to come into the side both him and spence and 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 be as influential and pivotal in just all the all-round play right those two wing backs that Forrest have they are so important to the to the system and the way that Steve Cooper wants to play and both of them in all of the positive results that we've had the pair of them have been absolutely influential haven't they uh, yeah. and maybe you know he's, he, he's definitely taken me by surprise and it's fair to say yeah well I think the new setup and the new structure and and an approach suits suits not just those two but the rest of the squad as well so in in having the the setup the forest now have it gets the best out of those two but those two are also getting the best out of everyone else around them so i think you know yeah fair play to both spence and low now as well for for being absolutely superb since they've come in i think also an important thing to forest upturn in form has probably been the central midfield which which um everyone had criticized so much at the start of the season including myself um but actually, you know, I think I mentioned this in the last one, but I've pretty much written off Jack Colback for, for you know, the remainder of his Forest career. Um, and and he's he's stepped up to the plate very recently. And and Ryan Yates as well has, has you know, has, has definitely been been very good over the last few games for Forest. And I think that's a testament to the two players. Also the fact that they probably now have a clear idea as to what both of them should be doing on that pitch. And they're a bit more forward thinking now and probably just play without any fear compared to what they had before where they might have been asked to be sitting back at one point and not going too far forward or whatever. There's a lot more flex. And again, the structure probably helps them and suits them. So I think, you know, the wing backs and the central midfield as well as all the obvious people uh, in, in attack and obviously even people like Scott McKenna, but also Figueredo, who I think a lot of people had written off who's who's been very solid at the back as well. So not only are we seeing the new players step up and improve the Forest team, but we're seeing Steve Cooper getting the best out of the players that were already here 
and players that probably were, you know, shot of confidence and people had already written off. So that's the probably the, the nicest thing to see is is the fact that we're seeing players improve uh, that that were already here before. So and that's always a good thing. You know, so well, that's what you need from head coach, right? That, that's you know, we've talked about it loads, haven't we, already this season about you know, when Chris Hutton was on the way out and and you know, Cooper's face coming. You, you needed a, a, a manager coach who could do that, who could you know, we, we're not awash with millions of pounds that we can go and spend because of financial fair play. We don't have the parachute payments that some of the teams in the league have. It's about getting the best out of the players at your disposal, obviously, bringing in whatever players you can to. To, to complement that that squad and 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 you know improve, but you need to improve the players at your disposal and bring in the youth and and gel that as a cohesive unit. And look, we again, let's not get carried away. We're four games in to, to this new reign, but yes, the players seem to just have bought into it. And players, Colback, as you say, players who we've potentially written off previously, are, are coming in and, and performing really, really well. I I agree with you. I thought. The pair of them, Colback and Yates, were, were outstanding yesterday. Um, and, yeah, it's probably down to the direction that, you, that, as you say, you know, they're allowed to do a bit more. They're allowed to get forward. And, you know, Cooper wants them to be going forward and, and getting involved further up the pitch, but also having a job to do. It's just it's just working, right? And, and it's just all around the team looks, looks, looks brilliant. Johnson was obviously outstanding yesterday. Real dangerous player. Caused no, no end of problems. Got his goal. His, his first one at the city ground. Which obviously was just capped off a brilliant day from obviously being named uh, EFL Young Player of the Month earlier in the day as well. Um, how good is it though as well? Just 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 strength in depth and just to see now Forrest being able to bring players like Lolly, Martin, Garner off the bench when you know Forrest are already playing really well and then you can really complement it with with different styles and different characters to bring on. Again, I thought Lolly was was really good yesterday. When he came on and and was got involved and obviously nearly set up nearly set up a goal as well, but it's just it's great, isn't it, to have that level of you know subs to be able to to come on and when you need to either change a game or going for the third goal to kill off a game or even see a game out. Um, he's got options off the bench. Yeah, it's a testament to to the players that are starting that you know they've been able to get into the team and maybe as a result some of the players you would have expected to have been natural starters our bench, which makes everything look a bit stronger, right? You've got players starting who are at youth level, really, uh, in the in the first start in 11, or players, like I said before, that we'd written off already in terms of their Forest careers. And they've nudged people who you would have thought maybe at the start of the season would start down onto the bench. And that's always a good thing because having a strong bench, you know, means that the opposition will fear you at any point because you can change the game. Um, if things aren't necessarily, you know, sometimes you do just have an off day. You've got equally good players on that bench ready to come on and and take the game to, to teams further anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's good to have those options. I think, um, you know, there, there will be certain areas probably in the upcoming windows where they will want to see improvements on, on in terms of the depth of, of some of those positions. But at this moment in time, it's, it's a very good position for us to be in at this point. And we're not too, too lacking on, on injuries. And you've also got to think, there's the likes of uh, Drager and uh, Ajada and, you know, um, a couple of others to, to come into the team who, who haven't yet. So um, more, hopefully, good options for us to, to, to come as well. Brilliant. Look, 
let's let's wrap up the game there, but just just as a nice segue before we go into the week ahead. Um, look, we've talked about the progress there and the mentality. What can Forest achieve this season? So we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but this it feels like more than a new manager bounce in terms of you know it, it's a standard thing, isn't it? Manager gets sacked, new guy comes in, results pick up, and then the ultimate fade away. Fade away. Cardiff being a prime example of that under Mick McCarthy, and now cannot buy a win and got humped 3 0 today by their local rivals. Um, Alan Biggs, obviously from Talk Sport and obviously Telegraph, uh, he mentioned on Twitter yesterday, he talked about Forest having the new manager bounce, and, and, and he doesn't agree. He said, I've seen a couple of the Forest games, he feels it's more of a, it's more about releasing the handbrake on a sports car and just allowing the, the creative players that Forest have got to really shine. Um, I think given the, the the change of style and the mentality that Colback said in his post-match interview today that it's starting to feel like a, a football club again. Um, it, it's more than just a new manager bounce. This you would you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think regardless of of where we think Forest will how they'll do for the rest of the season is that we know. I think where we're all pretty certain that it'll definitely be far more entertaining than we probably thought it was going to be at the start of the season. I think that's the important thing. And I think at this moment in time, the fans are just enjoying the situation. Obviously, the results go with that. But I think, you know, there is a good feeling. Anyway, I think, you know, if Forrest didn't win that game yesterday, I still think fans would have come away and gone, well, I definitely enjoyed that far more than I enjoyed any of the football within the first part of the season and for most of, if not the whole of last season. So, um, you know, that, that's the important thing. I think for me, it is a good segue into the week ahead because I think this this run of games before we head into another break in December, um, so consists of Bristol City, Fulham, QPR, Sheffield United, Preston. I think this is going to be a really good kind of uh, barometer, like I said already, in terms of where where we think Forest are as, as a team at this moment in time doesn't mean like that, that, that they're not going to win every game and there will be defeats like, like we mentioned so you know you can't just say you know they lose a game and that's that you, you're not you're not a decent team but I think it will be a good sign of things as to where we are yeah maybe it's not a new manager bounce but I think it will be this this next run of games will will be really interesting to see exactly where where we think the aspirations are for the season coming up Right, on to the week ahead then. And there, as we said, there's no easy weeks, no easy games in the Championship. And Forest definitely have two tough tests coming up. Away to Bristol City Tuesday and then home to Fulham, obviously, on Sunday, as we talked about. Bristol City then first up, two points above us, currently sat in 11th. Lost at home to Bournemouth on Saturday, which, to be fair, Bournemouth are, are absolutely flying, top of the league. Um, despite the good start, though, because say you say two points above us in 11th mid-table, relatively decent start obviously not pulling up many trees but it's a decent start despite that obviously there's not no wins in six home games i mean lost two drawn four it's a weird they're a weird side bristol city yeah yeah i think you know they're the only team in the in the league not to win at home now forest uh Forest obviously getting their first win yeah, at home. Thank God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We, can't, we can't throw stones at glass houses too. Right? Yeah. No, no. But obviously, you know, they'll have the same aspirations and intentions that Forest had going into this one after the international break in that home form really drastically needing to improve. You know, they have they have the second best away form in, in the league and they have the third worst home form in the league. Um you know they've got zero wins, but they've got four draws, which kind of puts them above uh, 
Cardiff and Forest, apparently. But, um, you know, so their away form is fantastic. Obviously, then on, on paper, naturally, that seems like it might be a good opportunity to to at least get a point or, or pick, pick something up anyway um, at, at Bristol City. But I imagine they will have, you know, really strong intentions to ensure that they do finally pick up three points at home and they're going to need to do that soon and you would think it's going to come soon at some point um so yeah really interesting team uh, another kind of mishmashy team similar to, to Blackpool in, in some respects in terms of being a mid-table side and you don't really know what team's going to turn up on the day um so a difficult kind of away trip to have for a, for a midweek but like I said on paper it seems like an opportunity as well really as a, as a club to go to at this moment in time to try and get a point or three on the road. Yeah, it is a weird one. I mean like I said, like you just said there, they're not getting they're not getting beat, you know, two two defeats and four draws at home. You know, they're not they're not they're not being beaten too frequently at home. That they're they're arguably on that run a a, a a solid at best, obviously if if not kind of unspectacular, obviously good good away from home, which you know it can sometimes you know, we, we've had it seasons at Forest where is it the pressure of playing at home potentially? You know that the longer this run goes on of not having a, a home win, the, the the further that pressure cranks up. And you know, I, I'm not quite sure how and how the Bristol City fans are with Nigel Pearson. To be fair, as well, so that obviously kind of plays its part as well. He, he he'll be needing and wanting to get that that win under his belt sooner rather than later. But that can all, often sometimes make for for rash decisions can't it um and the longer i say the longer it goes on the more that pressure cranks up so forest have definitely got an opportunity here and they'll they'll be wanting to play the home crowd you know we've spent ages talking about forest at home and what the city ground they're wanting the city ground to be a fortress and getting the fans behind you you know when it gets tough and the and you're not getting those wins at home fans can start to get a little bit edgy and Forest, all, all, I'm sure the game plan will be to keep Bristol City at bay for kind of the first 15, 20 minutes and, and just sense what that atmosphere is is like around Ashton Gate because uh, that for itself could make for a very interesting dynamic to the whole match. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think uh, there's a few managers in this league that are, are kind of under pressure, the likes of Neil Warnock, and, and you know what you're going to expect from a Nigel Pearson uh, kind of team. And, you know, you look at their their team and the, the, the team that started anyway this weekend and, you know, very some very familiar names in there, Chris Martin and Andreas Weiman and Andy, Andy King. King. There and, yeah. So it's 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 an old school championship battling team, and so there are definite signs of warning warning signs, probably similar threats to maybe the kind of threats that they had when they played Birmingham before the international break. Um, so it will be a really interesting one, and one where you know the, the likes of your McKennas and your Warrells and your Figueredos, obviously, but also the likes of Ryan Yates and Colback are maybe going to have a very different kind of game to what they had this weekend just gone. So um, yeah, it, it will be one for Forest to kind of put the pressure on, and the Bristol City fans will be really wanting. You know, that, like like we all did straight after COVID, we all had this idea of getting back to your to your own stadium and enjoying enjoying watching the footy and getting that first win. And they've not had that first win. So they'll be getting a little bit restless, a bit impatient, a bit impatient. Um, so it's an opportunity for Forrest to, you know, if they can start quick, crank up the pressure. It's interesting, isn't it? Just, just, to, just to digress a touch, but you talk about Pearson being under pressure, Warnock being under pressure. 
I'm sure Mick McCarthy's massively under pressure now after Cardiff resort today, and obviously Chris Houston's already left Forest. It's interesting that obviously those style of managers, those type of managers are 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 struggling this season in the Championship. Um, it's you know it, it it might just be that it's just a pure coincidence, but you know those are four big name, experienced Championship managers that are all under the cosh and. Um, I don't think there's much love between Forrest and, and Nigel Pearson, is there? I think Forrest fans and Nigel Pearson. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, Tom, isn't it? Obviously, we, we talked about the Chris Hewton, uh, the, you know, the, the, the things that people were pointing out about Chris Hewton's style and philosophy, etc. Um, it's it's more of a case now of, of you know which one will be next in terms of the, the more older, experienced championship managers. Yeah, I think, you know, trends in football do filter down, don't they? And you see in the Premier League, you know, kind of clubs going, trying to opt for younger younger managers. And that seems to have, have probably, and, and I would say actually in saying that, League One and League Two have probably been doing it actually as well more recently than Championship. It now seems to have filtered through to, to the Championship as well. And I think it boils down to, you see, maybe other clubs having entertaining football, you know, as soon as your club's not getting results under those managers and you're seeing the entertainment factor that maybe other clubs have, uh, even with a mishmash of results, um, fans start having that desire and clamouring to, to want that as well. So it's, you know, starting to feed through. I'm not saying it's the end of managers like like that and those managers having success because, you know, that, that can still happen. But yeah, I think we are starting to see a, a different kind of trend filtering through the game at the moment and that's that is happening in, in our league as well. Go on then, give us your score prediction for this one. I'm going to go two one Forest actually, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a draw. But I'm going two one. I'm going to put my but go all guns blazing. I'm going to go one nil. I'm going to go one nil Forest. I think they'll um, I think they'll 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 keep the run going. I think uh, yeah, I, I, I fancy them to try and obviously you know with hail whatever Bristol can offer. Offer against us, obviously. You know, you talked about Martin Vime and they've got Naki Wells as well. I think with the three centre halves we've got, and obviously the two wing backs, I think Forrest will, will, will hopefully have enough there. And I just think the way Forrest are playing going forward, they'll get chances that you know they'll away from home, they'll they'll be able to hit Bristol on the counter attack. And uh, yeah, I'll fancy Forrest for this one. I'm, I'm gonna go one nil, I'm gonna go one nil, which will set us up nicely going into what is a ridiculously tough game. Let's look, dress it up in any way. Uh, in any other way next Sunday against Fulham. Um, I mean, it's going to be a cracking, cracking test, cracking match. A- another great atmosphere, you would think, in, in the seat ground. We both tipped Fulham, didn't we, at the start of the season to be to be up there, there and thereabouts. I don't think we go. I don't think any, we don't need to take any credit for that. I think everyone probably would have tipped Fulham to be up there, given their resources and just the, the makeup of their squad is just outrageously good. Um, they're not disappointed so far, have they? They're, they're, they're third currently. Two points behind West Brom, who are in second. Absolutely thumped QPR yesterday, 4-1, which was a cracking result given the the run and the performance of QPR so far this season. But that's kind of sends a, a, another marker out, doesn't it, to the rest of the league in terms of how dangerous Fulham are. Yeah, this is one of those ones where, you know, you look at it, if you can get a win, that I imagine that would 100% carry on the, the confidence factor and the, the good feeling around the club if you can get a result in this one. You look at their team on paper and it's just incredibly strong. The strength and depth there is is 
unbelievable when you can have, you know, looking at the bench that just tonked QPR at home. You've got Tom Kearney on the bench, Nottingham lad, Anthony Robinson on the bench, Nathaniel Chalibur on the bench, Bobby Dicadova Reed, um, and, you know, Rodrigo Munez, who they, who they signed over the summer for a, a decent fee. Um, you know, and then the starting eleven, they spent money on the likes of Harry Wilson and they've got Mitrovic. And so their team is incredibly strong. And I think this will be a really interesting test because I think it should be really on paper a bloody good game of football. Because I think it's definitely, you know, Forrest's approach so far anyway in all the games has been pretty, pretty positive and wanting to take the game two teams. And Fulham, I'm sure, will definitely have no fear uh, of anyone in this league so they'll be going for it so it'll be very interesting to see how this one works out and uh, I think you know like I said earlier the, the run of games coming up will be a really good uh, viewing of, of where we think Forest are as a club and a, as a team I should say currently um, and I think you know God if, if Forest could get results in this one then fair play Cavaliero Cabano is, uh, Cabano is another two that obviously just stands out from there Start the eleven. The bench he just reeled off there. It's just that you know we were just talking about how good our options were coming off the bench yesterday. I mean they are just spoiled with the number of riches that that Fulham have got. But obviously that's the the joy of parachute payments and obviously um, being able to make it to the Premier League and back down. You're going to come down with a pretty decent squad and, and they'll be obviously optimistic for their chances. This their chance of the season. I mean Mitrovic. I mean I mean for all his faults and the criticism he gets from for playing in the Premier League. You can't knock him in terms of uh, just an, an outrageously good player at this level. Already got 12 goals and, you know, the back three there that we just talked about for Forrest, you know, we're saying, you're gonna have to, you know, we'll, we'll, we hope we'll stand up to anything that Bristol City throw at them. Well, they're going to have to stand up and be counted, aren't they, against anything that, that, that Fulham uh, throw at us. And they're going to be in for a tough afternoon, but, you know, they've not let us down so far. You, can, you know, if Forrest can and stay strong at the back. They've definitely got the platform. The thing is, you know, Steve Cooper will be acutely aware how good Fulham are. You know, we're all aware of good, how good Fulham are. But Forest will need to be positive all the same. They can't go into it worrying about Fulham. And you, and you don't get that impression, do you, with Steve Cooper? He'll he'll appreciate how good they are. He'll he'll land that message with the players. He'll 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 brief the players on on what they need to be aware of. But you imagine the psychology has changed somewhat and He'll be talking to the players about how they can hurt Fulham and how can they how, how they can exploit Fulham and and how they can get get at them and and get something from them. Forest have got players that can hurt Fulham. Let's not let's not forget that. Um, and I think that's the change in mentality as well. Going back to what we were saying earlier, um, you, you can just see it now. Quite Steve Cooper won't want to. He, he's not going to be walking into this game thinking he's going to settle for a point. You wonder for. Yeah, no, maybe a few weeks ago we would have put. 11 men behind the ball um, and just hopes that we can keep the amount of goals we concede down as much as possible. But, you know, in this one, you do expect that Forrest will go into it uh, with with confidence and wanting to to try and get on the score sheet themselves. And, and why, why not? You know, they've in the last few weeks shown that they do have confidence, they have the quality to, to unlock teams in this division. Um, they've come up against different kinds of threats, some attacking, some some difficult kind of battling games. Um, so, you know, they should go into this one with that same same intention. I think they will in midweek and they will and should in, in this one. And I think that's why I think this could end up being an absolute cracker. Go on then. 
What's your predictions? Um, I do think, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sensible right now. I'm going to say I do think this might be, you know, one which is just too far for Forest, but I can see there being goals, you know, and I'm going to go 3-2 Fulham. I'm going to go 2-2. I think okay. Forest will... I think Forest will get something out of this. I, I do. I think it will be a good game. I, I think Forest, Forest will, will, will score. I think Fulham, you know, they're just so dangerous going forward. I think both sides will score. And uh, I just, I think it could be, yeah. To, I mean, we're bigging this up now to be an absolute cracker. It's going to be nil nil. Oh, wow. I can't see it. So I think Forest two two. I mean, if you can come out of these two games this week, if we're sat here this time next week or whatever, and we, we've got four points out of those two games, I think you'd be absolutely delighted. Um, and I'd stand you in good stead for that, for you know, for the remainder of that run up until the next international break. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, it's a great game, and fingers crossed, Forest get the points they uh, they want this week. Um, let's wrap it up there. It's been a, a, another great episode, as we say. It's great to be back after the international break. It's great to be talking about Forest winning, and long may that continue. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that episode as much as we've enjoyed recording it. And um, if you want to email us, you can get us at timemattedonpod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at Time Added on Pod, or give our blog a read, timeaddedonpod.wixsite.com forward slash home. We will be back post Fulham probably at the later time of the Monday night, because uh, I don't think we'll be recording on the Sunday. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed it's a good week for Forest, and we will see you next week. You're it. 